Hi, this is the Social Jello with Angelo show. My name's Angelo. I'm a social scientist, surfer, martial artist, and a whole lot of other things. Coming to you live from Kasai City, Japan, the Social Jello with Angelo show. What's up? And welcome to Social Jello with Angelo. I'm here with Ron Esteller, and we're here to talk about, if you saw the title of the podcast, um, how to run a successful martial arts program. Geez, I really hope I remember that I said that, but it's going to be something like that <laughs> for the title. And um, a little bit about Ron. Well, Ron has been, oh man, I don't have enough history off the top of my head. So the questions are going to start. Ron, so how long have you been running programs in the Bay Area now? Um, well, I have official and kind of unofficial. Um, I, I had my first set of students in 1971 as a junior in high school. I was a blue belt. And with the, with the okay of my then instructor and with a faculty member sponsor, I taught an after-school program my junior and senior year uh, in high school. Um, we got off at 2.30 every Thursday. It was called concilium period. And there was after-school programs that kids could either go home or stay for the programs. So uh, that, that was my first bite at teaching. Um, I was already helping, helping around, but that was my first time that I had my own group. Um, but I really started teaching at the San Leandro Boys and Girls Club in 1984 till 1999. And then I opened my first actual school in um, 1999. So how many years roughly? Uh, 37, 38, somewhere into there. As right. far as from 84 to nine. Well, that's, wait, that's 40. Uh, 39. I just did the math. Well, I'll round it off. I'll say 40. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say about 40 years. So if we could we could easily say for 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 over 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 39 years, let's just say 40, because I like I like to surround number for people to remember. For 40 years, Ron's been running martial arts programs. So how many brick and mortar uh gyms and dojos have you ran? Um the first one in 99, I I had that one in a very small location. I had that for about a year. And then moved into my current location where I'm at now. And I've been there 22 years. Um, and then I opened a second location in 2010. And I'm still in that town, but I'm in a different location than I've been in the last three years. And this that'll be my last location as, before I retire, whenever, whenever the heck uh, that is. Um, yeah. All right. And? How many black belts do you have under you? Oh, somewhere between 40 and 45. Not that many because it's not easy. I, I don't give it away, you know, and, and uh, I am a commercial school, but I'm not commercial. You know, I, I run it the same way I ran it at, at the boys club. And it takes a gut, I want to say a good eight to 10 years, as much as 14 I've had three people take 14 years to get their black. Uh, most of them are between eight and 10. All right. Which makes it really hard when they start at two and three, because I started taking two and three year olds. Um, I have a young lady, she started with me at four. She's just turning 18. I just gave her her first degree um, 
December 3rd. And then without getting too sidetracked here. <laughs> All right. So anybody watching? Um, I do this a lot. I'm sure I hope hopefully it's not Ron's not sick of me doing this. <laughs> For anybody watching who's not a Kajikevo person, and this is your first episode, you're trying to kind of figure things out. Um for the most part in Kajikembo, uh, as I've mentioned before in other episodes, we are given a lot of freedom. But one thing that was told to me, there is this thing called the Kajikembo family tree, which is ran by Philip Jalinas. Jalinas. If I said that right, if I pronounced that right. And uh, one of Philip's things is, the, first of all, you can only, only black belts are allowed on that tree, first of all. Uh, second of all, if you're a Kajikembo practitioner and you want to be on the tree, you just contact them and just show them some documentation for your certification and you're on the tree. But there is a little was it caveat, 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 I don't know how to say it, but <laughs> along those lines. And it's that uh, they do. he does not like putting children on the tree. Um, you have to be an adult to be on that tree. You have to be an adult. It means 18 and up um, to be on the tree. So without going on yeah. a sidetrack as to how that works and how complicated it is, to be training little kids and keep them around. Right? You got a little kid starts at three and now they've been doing Kajakembo for what? Just minus, about 15 years. And uh, well, you can't. 18, you can give 18 a, for me. Yeah, you can 18. give them, Yeah, 18. You can give them a junior black belt. But you technically can't give them a official adult black belt until they've. Uh, and he, yeah. If that, they started at three or four, usually by the time they're at. Um, I'm going to say 13. Uh, uh, they can test for the black belt with the white stripe. They keep that till they're 16. 16, I'll give them a regular black belt, but it's only a student black belt until they're 18. Um, one of the reasons for that is, is the Gaylord method, one of our traditional welcomes into the brotherhood is the punch in. We, we don't whip with a belt. We're every there's a line of black belts at a party, and every single one of them is the one that wants to drop you. So I'm not doing that to a 16, 17-year-old. 18, that's a whole nother story. Now, that being said, I personally have stopped doing that. The more I got older, the more I smarter I got, the more I have a degree in health science. So you know, once I figured out you could rupture an aorta doing that, I I pretty much stopped doing that. So um yeah. But still the 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 same the the heart of Kajikembo or the concept of there is gonna be a very physically demanding test for mm -hmm. an adult black belt. And that's changed over time. You should check out, you know, my young Rob, young young Rob Roland recently did a what uh I think it was like a what another what is Kajikembo thing. But I I think he put it a he put it he, he kind of laid out the history in a really interesting fashion about how when it started, it was really hard. A lot of beating the crap out of each other. That kind of never really left. A lot of people got hurt. <laughs> a lot of people got injured. And as time progressed, we still kept holding on to a very physically demanding test. It's going to be a lot of stuff tested and it's very, and I'm going to emphasize very physically demanding. Um, and each school does that a little differently, but it's still going to be physically demanding. So it there is this thing, and I'm, I know I'm sidetracking about how to run a successful dojo here. <laughs> I'm gonna get right back to that. But there is this element that, like you, like Ron said, that we don't want to put a child through that. Um, I, I can't. I haven't met. I, I haven't talked to everyone in Kajikembo, but all of us 
all the people I've met have said the same thing. We don't want to put a child through that. Te- we would, we, as parents, well, a lot of them are parents too. We wouldn't want to put our kid through it. Why am I going to put a kid that's not my kid through something that I wouldn't even put my kid through? Um, yeah. So there, there is, the, there is that. Okay. Well, we'll very ahead. sad that I have a lot of black belts that are not on the tree because they never made it to first degree. And, and that kills me. Cause I put a lot of work into these kids. I would have put, you know, eight to 10 years into these kids and they don't, you know, either they leave for college and don't come back. I mean, I count that time. If they go to college, if they train somewhere, every college has a, has a program, just do something. I count that as training. Now, that being said, the one thing I'm going to say to anybody that's thinking about opening up a school and this is what this is about. I'm going to give you the best advice right now. Keep your day job. Because it is not easy. It is not easy. It's not easy with the two and three-year-olds. Kajakema wasn't designed for them. But yet, maybe it was. You know, people used to tell me, how can you take them that young? Well, because I like little kids. They, they're so open. Who needs it more? Who gets better balance out of what we do? Who gets tougher from falling down in the schoolyard doing what we do? Who listens to their parents after their parents, you know, threaten them? I'm going to tell Sifu, right? It, it, it is for kids just as much. Now, you, you have to, I, I've had to adapt it, but every single one of my black belts is just as tough as anybody that I did in the past. You just had to take it in sections and change it up a little bit. Uh, as far as the business part is, here's my business model, and it's worked for me for 40 years. I keep my gym under 1,500 square feet because that got me through the low times. I made good money in the good times, but 2008, 9, boy, it was tough. This last COVID, it was tough. If I didn't have a low rent, I would never have made it. I know a lot of friends that, well, they started doing good. They got out there. They got the 10,000 foot square facility and they're, they're doing great. And as soon as something happens, they're closing their doors. So that's my best advice there. Don't, and also get a, some sort of a software for, for your business, whether it's Spark, uh, Studio Boss, whatever it is, let them handle it. Yeah, you can have to pay out some money. It probably costs me eight or 900 bucks a month between the things that I pay and, and getting credit card you know, processed and all that. But it's all a write-off, and you need a write-off. And that being said, you can write off everything. Every every vacation I go to, everything that I do is is martial art related. The truck that I drive is, is I drive it back and forth from San Leandro here. So it's 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 a deduction, you know, and that's the good thing about it. The bad thing about it is collecting the money every month. And again, that's why you want to use one of those services where you don't have to be the bad guy. Oh, it's my collection company. It's not me. Right. And, uh, and they'll collect for you. And it's, it made a huge difference in my business. Once I started using that type of service. And as you said earlier, uh, that just to add to that notion of don't quit your day job, I've met a lot and I'm going to, you know, I've, I've interviewed a lot of people and talked about their successful programs, Hackleman included, and I've looked at their history. And there's always a point where, you know, you're running the studio, running your program, and you're doing something else. Like, 
Maybe it's yeah. martial arts related. Um, some of some a lot of the Kajukembo guys are all, uh, and girls are also coaches, like wrestling coaches or PE coaches. But there's like several avenues for revenue that they're right. kind of hitting, and sometimes they're martial arts related, sometimes they're not. Like in, like in my case, you know, I'm an English teacher. Well, but, I, uh, I kept I kept my day job until about a year after I opened the the studio in 1999. Um, I worked for the phone company. I used to climb poles and. And I, I took one too many ride down the poles and had splinters in everywhere. My wife said, you know what, just just go open your program and just do it. And I'll I'll always thank my my wife and love my wife and and give her the credit for what I do. Every student I've taught, every life I've changed has been because of her sacrifice of going to work every day and bringing home the real money in the house. And and uh, and you know the insurance and all that. I I could never never have done it without her. So guys, make sure you pick the right woman too. That's that's key number two. So yeah, definitely um, having someone who supports having a not just one person, but having a whole community of people that support what you're doing, I think is really important. Um, yeah, I, I see that a lot with young people coming up in the ranks. And they get to that point where they, they get their black belt and they're, they're saying they're going to continue their training. And I'm always just kind of watching people when they're about, there's a few, there's, there's always, there's like three areas of life where I'm always watching my students when they meet, when they have to go to college, that's, that's what, that's one point Like you were talking about that earlier. That's at one point when they have to go to college, I have an eye on the student. Like, oh, are they going to go? Are they going to come back? Are they going to keep training? I don't know. That's step number two, let's say they get past that hump. They're still training wherever they are. They come back. Like in your case, they got their black belt. They got their insert certificate. Now they can teach Kaja Kembo. They're teaching or whatever. Step two, they meet a girl or a guy, whoever their whatever their sexual preference is. They meet that person. I'm like, all right, I'm kind of keeping an eye on you now. <laughs> I got my eye on them again. See what's going on. Are they gonna? You know, not, they don't have the kind of freedom they used to have. <laughs> they were single. So let's see how that works. Well, that's the whole thing is they're always fighting for your time. My wife has a lot of times it's called Kajikembo, my my first wife, you know, and 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 I'm I'm afraid that she's she she's not right, but she's not wrong either. You know, I I, I have put Kajikembo first a lot in my life. I, I'm about to change that. When I retire, I'll dedicate the rest of my life to to just her. And that may not be that far off. So that, that's yeah, that's the second point, right? And then there's the third point when they have kids, because mm-hmm. that's 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 another you know. And again, Kaju Kembo is a family martial art. So in my opinion, there's there's no reason from in my life, in my opinion, it shouldn't have to be an and or if and black and white answer. Like okay, I have kids, so I'm done. And I think that's kind of different. That's what makes uh, we're going to the what is Kaju Kembo again. I hate to do this, but here we go. <laughs> I think that's what makes Kaju Kembo kind of different from things like boxing or kickboxing, right? Because it's kind of a sport track, career track. You kind of do it. You get it. You get to make the money. Da, 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 and then boom, bam, bam, done. And then go back and live your life. You can kind of go, you can, you can dip in and out. Mm-hmm. Um, but traditional martial arts, I, I can make this a little broader, not just Kaju Kembo. This can be said about karate, Shotokan, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, any of those traditional arts with the belts. Um, it's not the kind of thing, kind of, it's not like a hobby or a sport where you dip in and out of it. Um, dipping out is kind of a problem. It's really hard. Once you dip out, it's really hard to get, to dip back in. It is, it is. 
Um, I, I was blessed that both my children, because my wife worked, were with me at the boys club every day. Picked them up from school. They were with, they had no choice. They were with me every single day. So going back, so I think well, we hit a lot of points there. We hit a lot of points there. Is there anything we're missing here, Ron? How to run a successful martial arts program? Um, dealing with the parents um, can be a blessing and a curse. Uh, we'll talk off camera about something after. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm dealing with a Karen right now that just is beyond beyond, but it's okay. You know, it, it is, um, you have to have a lot of patience, uh, make sure that this is a double-edged sword. Do you have cameras and record or not? You know, um, my thought is I don't, but a lot of times I wish I did just to have that just in case, you know, um, there are, my son had cameras up, uh, when he was running the school in San Leandro, I haven't been using them. They're up. I just don't use them. Um, so that, that, that's another big thing is what goes on in your doors, whether your staff is doing stuff, you know, <laughs> I got my key taken away a couple of times from the old dojo. I had the key. I'm not going to go into it. Let's just say I got my key taken away. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and we, and we all been there, you know, we've all, cause the dojo was such a sanctuary to us, you know? Um, but yeah. Um, no, I, I know, I know that I know. And, and this kind of goes with liability. I think you you're touching on it. You're actually touching on the, on the idea of liability. Uh, it is a martial art, um, kind of inherent. And like I said, this goes kind of go back to what I was saying earlier, but not sport sport. You have a, it's a little easier when the, I mean, boxing, kickboxing inherently, you know, there's going to be striking involved, but I think what you're, when you're talking about liability, you're talking about parents. Um, again, we're trying to make sure that nobody gets hurt. That's always our goal as instructors. But there is, as I mentioned earlier, a giant physical component to what we do, and it's physically demanding. So if you're coming from a sport like, let's say, basketball, where the rules say that if a person just does this, you know, you can, oh, they elbowed me, and oh, foul, and I got hurt. Um, and then everybody comes in, and they get points deducted from whatever we do. That's a non-striking art or sport and when you have parents that are coming in from the general public they may or may not completely understand what's involved in what you do which is why liability waivers are really important yes um, yes if you're training someone i heard someone say this and i think i don't know how true it is because no that's not i don't know I, personally if i look my personal anecdote and all the black belts i know I don't know. How many times were you injured before you hit black belt, Ron? Um, broken ribs, <laughs> broken fingers, black eyes, bloody nose, bloody lips. Um, I, I had a teacher in high school that uh, was thinking about calling CPS, um, you know, because I'd come in with bruises, you know, and, and I had a student, one of my students, a, a female student was asked by a teacher if she was getting um, you know, abused at home, you know. So, you know, I, yeah, it's got Gamble, man. What can I say? You know, and. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, it, it doesn't even have to do with this. It could just be in the training. Like, I remember just my instructor was teaching me how to do a front kick 
spin kick, jumping hook kick. That's it. There was no contact involved at all with me or anyone else. It was me by myself trying to figure this out. And, uh, and he told me, that looks pretty good. Try to lift your leg more so you can get more height. And I did. And I snapped my ankle. I heard a pop and hit the ground. And I was a blue belt at the time. I was an adult. But I mean, just in the, in, for anybody listening, like they're like, oh, they're going to beat the crap out of my kid. Nothing. Even if it's like, it doesn't necessarily have to be exactly even in a contact uh, scenario. It could just be yeah. a freak accident because we're doing stuff that involves jumping and dynamic movement. And they say one of the sports, and this, this is really interesting, in the top three sports of the top injuries, cheerleading. <laughs> Everyone yeah. was like, what? You mean yes. the... Yes, yeah, no, oh, yes. Because you're yeah. jumping, you're flipping, and on top of that, you're hoping that the other person, your partner, <laughs> is going to catch you. And in, in martial arts, there's a lot of that aspect. You, the uke, right? You're working with someone, and you're trying to do one thing. They're they're trying to help you in this performance. You're kind of doing a performance in a way. There's not really a lot. There shouldn't be too much danger involved, but there is that danger, and you are jumping and moving and twisting and. Well, my daughter cheered junior high and high school. She was the flyer, you know, the one that they throw up in the air. And they would drop her on purpose because, you know, boy stuff, right? Because she had nothing to do with. But just because they liked her, they would drop her on purpose. Now, luckily, again, my daughter is one of my black belts. So she knew how to fall, she knew how to roll, and she'd just roll right out of out of it and just do that. She didn't go fight him or anything. She just ignored him until she finally said, you know what, I'm enough. I, I don't want to do this anymore. You know, and and um, yeah, that was fine. But yeah, cheerleading definitely. I've I've seen injuries within her class as well. Now I, I have that conversation with parents all the time. This is a contact sport, they're gonna be there. Once in a while, I'll throw this one out there. Um, yeah, I have Kajikembo insurance. Ask me, what's Kajikembo insurance? What's what's Kajikembo insurance? <laughs> I have Kajikembo insurance. Well, well, okay. yeah. What's Kajikembo insurance? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dead men don't sue. No, really. <laughs> it's the no, really. The change of the smile of the face, no, really. <laughs> like it's I pick and choose who I do that with, you know, but, you know, we'll have a laugh about it, but it kind of puts in their mind. It is a possibility. It's what we do. We're not your gentle, gentle, kinder martial art. We will get your child prepared to handle any bully, hopefully handle any, any um, kidnapping attempts, you know, and my safe kids program has stopped six kidnap attempts in the 22 years that I've been teaching it. So it works. You know, um, if you hit hard and you can take a hit hard, you're going to survive. You know, if you get hit and crumble up into a little ball, you're probably not. Fight for your life. Number one, fight for your life. And that's what Kaji Kembo teaches, no matter what method it is. Going back to the methods. <laughs> so yeah, again, it is a contact sport. So as a, if you're running a martial arts program, liability. As you just mentioned, maybe even cameras, just in case, because you don't. 
Because like you said, you maybe you like it happens all the time. I have free mat. I have free mat time. So I'll I'll let students do whatever it is they want to do. Everybody signed their waivers. That's when it happens, though. Yeah, that's exactly what happens. Exactly. (laughs) That's what happens. So maybe you maybe you in particularly already have control and you you know blah blah blah. We already you've already established, you've been preaching for a long time. You finally work the kinks out of your out of your system so that no one gets hurt while you're around, but you have free mat, and and you need free mat. You can't necessarily be like, okay, no, I'm just gonna get rid of free mat. Well, the problem is you need free mat. Like <laughs> that, that's and for those of you that don't know what free mat time is, free mat is when the class is over and students are given thirty minutes to an hour to work on material that they personally want to work on. So it is a very important time for students. Um, and you as an instructor. You're going to supervise this to, to the greatest of your ability. But again, you're not in control of two other people. <laughs> you're just of your ability, but you're not in control of two other people. And especially as your program gets bigger, you have other people under you. Super, like, And again, it, it's a contact sport. So it's like, not a sport. And it's hard it's enough a, when you're there as opposed yeah. to when you're... Why do you think I got my key taken away? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know. so yeah, again, liability. I think the biggest thing we're talking about here is liability. Um, a good liability waiver will will protect you from a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, all right, so we talked about the finances. We talked about the liability. We talked about don't quit your day job. Um, anything else? Yeah, anything? one more thing. It's the greatest life ever to have, to have that much influence on someone's life. We're helping parents raise their children and raise them right. Maybe that wasn't the original Kaji Kimbo, but it is what we are. It's what the martial arts as a whole is now. We just have the added bonus of actually teaching these children how to protect themselves, truthfully. You know, and and that's it. it. It's the greatest job ever. And if you can do it, do it. It's a tough economy right now. We'll see what happens. But you know, it's the greatest feeling to to be able to, hey, that person. I know you know, th- that person. You know, I, I, our students that grow up to be doctors, lawyers, police officers, elite military, uh, firefighters. You know, um, sheriffs. You know, and and I've got. Some of each one I just described, all good people, because they don't want to disappoint Sifu, whether it's me, whoever else is out there. That's the influence we have on these kids. And unfortunately, these there's some bad influence influences out there too, you know. And we just have to fight to 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 keep it right, you know, to keep it right. You know, even out of that. Not just kids. I've met adults. I've met plenty. In fact, my program started with mostly adults. I've met a lot of specifically lost young men who grew up with very little guidance and came to me very later as adults. They weren't children anymore, but um, they came. They came in thinking they wanted to do MMA or maybe Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and they walked out. Uh, with a new set of values and a new way of looking at life that they never anticipated mm-hmm. coming in. And whether or not the, the people I have in mind in my program didn't even make it to black belt, but 
to this day contact me and say stuff like, hey, you know, I'm really sorry. This personal, this personal, I have this personal event that happened in my life. And, and what do you think about this? And what do you think I should do? And, you know, it's really, or I, you know, a family member just died and they found out this is, you know, and they, they reach out to me to this day. Um, yep. So like, I take that with, I take that responsibility seriously. And that is something that is as heavy as it can be is equally rewarding. And that's why I truly think if, if you're going to use a title, Sifu is the most important one because that still keeps you in the trenches. It means you're still teacher and being a teacher, right? There's a reason for mind, body, and spirit, right? This is what we develop for ourselves and hopefully for our students, you know, and, and those are the things that, that they'll remember always. Yeah. Yeah. Final thoughts. Got you Kimball forever. All right, there it is. Got you Kimball forever. Well, as usual, I fucked up and I'm going to tell you at the end of a 30 minute video to subscribe to my channel. <laughs> Hit like. Hopefully, you stick around this long to do this. And uh, get in, right? <laughs> no, I, I, just, I don't. I just, I don't have time. Like at this point, either you like it or you like it, or you don't. You don't. Like and share. <laughs> like and share. Like if you haven't figured, if you're watching YouTube, you haven't figured out that that helps. And maybe you, then I'll let you know now. Do that. Um, Ron, thank you so much for coming out, taking time out of your weekend to share your knowledge and share your experiences with me and the rest of the people that watch the show. Oh, absolutely. You're Ohana, brother. You know, you, you're, you, you sweat with us, you know, and, and that means a lot to me, you know, and uh, I, I value you and your time and, and what you're doing as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what Ohana is all about. Thanks so much for having me. Um, I, oh, thank you so much for having me for the YouTube listeners and stuff. And thank you so much to Ron for having me come over and let me sweat with him and his students when I went to visit. All right, y'all. You have a great weekend. Social Jello with Angelo, at least two episodes a month, and you never know, some surprises here and there. Catch you later. Peace. Peace.